Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, guys, what's up? Good morning. David Villa here with the crew. Um, yo, yo, yo. How was your morning. weekend? It was good. I had a good weekend. I ate way too much this weekend. Did you? Oh, I ate way too much. Off the off the reservation, huh, man? Kind of just jumped into the... Normally, normally, normally Saturday is cheat day, and it, it started on Friday night and went through Saturday and then up through last night. So, you know. Mike was in his feelings. <laughs> well, when my wife looked at me yesterday and she's like, hey, you want fries and ice cream for dinner? I'm like, how am I going to say no to that? Fries and ice cream for dinner. <laughs> I'm not really sure that I ever, I've ever eaten that for dinner like when I wasn't eating correctly. I mean, I've eaten that like you know, the same day after dinner, but what do you want for dinner? Fries and ice cream. It's interesting. It used to, so it used to be, a, it was like a kind of throwback that used to be like our Sunday night thing before we would watch um, The Walking Dead. So it's kind of like mm. something we haven't done in a while. And she just was like, let's do it. And I'm like, huh. fine. All right. Yeah. I weighed myself this morning and I was like, all right, I ain't doing that again. I'm sticking to one day. <laughs> she sounded like, uh, sounded like it took a lot of, a lot of talking in and convincing. Hi, that's, yeah. that's what it sounded like. <laughs> to you. Come on, let's do it. All right. If you insist, I've already went down to McDonald's and bought the fries. Um, what's your favorite fry? Let's just ask that question. Oh, to you. Well, let's get people commenting today. Fast food, French fry only. All fast foods on the table, including Five Guys, McDonald's, Burger King, everybody, Wendy's, Checkers, what have you. Just type in your favorite French fry if you're going to eat them. Come on, I don't want to hear any of this. Look, I'm not eating French fries right now either, but I still like them. And if they were fat-free by default and they didn't add calories and weight, I'd be eating them all the time. So favorite fast food fries, just throw it in the comments. If uh, you're listening to this on one of our, one of our streaming uh, audio only services, you can email us and you can tell us what, uh, what fries. There's only one right answer. Oh, Uh, there's one right answer. That's up to, up to opinion, man. Uh, I I know what his answer is going to be. It's already typed it in. Eddie said five guys. Ezra said checkers. Just type it in. Just type it in. If you like them, just, uh, just throw it in there. Favorite French fries. And um, maybe this will help us stay on stay on target today with the food because uh, we can eat it through you vicariously. The Lord's <laughs> waffle fries and Chick Fil A. So we're gonna talk today, guys. Okay, so we, we talked about faith a lot on uh, this podcast, and uh, we've written about it in U version. Um, you know, we wrote a Bible plan. Maybe you can share, Sam, when you get a second, you can share the link to probably. I think it's our top. I think it's our top Bible plan. We've written over 20 um, Bible plans. <clears throat> We're writing one now called Increase, and uh, it's going to be out uh, in several days. I'm working on one uh, based on today's title called Now Faith, and uh, you know I want to emphasize the now, really the whole now being capitalized, N-O-W, and, and I didn't say that to, to guys when we were titling it, but that's kind of the way I see this today. I want to want Now Faith. And, and, it's, and I know that there's a play on words, you know, and it's now faith is, but I want to talk about now faith. You need faith for right now. And the good news is God's got you right now. He's got you no matter where you are in your journey, no matter what you're believing him for, no matter what you need to come to fruition in your life, no matter what you need to see transpire. I believe this wholeheartedly. Now faith is God's specialty. It's now faith. It's faith that when you reach in to the bucket of faith, when you reach into the reservoir, you don't pull out something, you know, that's useless for today. 
you pull out something that is right on time. The woman who I'm thinking about, the woman who um, her son and her were going to die and she was going to take what she had left, a little bit of meal and oil, and she was going to bake a cake. Her and her son were going to eat it and then they were going to die, meaning that they had enough for just one more. It wasn't enough for what they needed. It was enough for just one more. And then the prophet came along and said, give me what you have. And, and here's the deal, because she needed, she needed now, she needed now faith. She exemplified now faith. She took what she had in her hand and get and sewed it in. But when she reached into the reservoir, what she pulled out wasn't faith for like, you know, oh, but remember that great meal you had two years ago? Or remember when I came through for you, you know, five years ago, what God said was, I've got I've got an answer for you right now. I've got, I've got it for you right now. Now faith. I don't want to talk about now faith, but we've written a, a devotion on you version called uh, Faith Over Fear that um, has well over 100,000 uh, subscribers to that. And um, I think there's something to faith. People want to know, how do I walk in faith? How do I live by faith? How do I hold on to my faith? How do I grow my faith? You know, how do I, how, how, how do I increase my faith? So we're going to talk about now faith today and uh, speaking to you version really quick. Um, I've had a ton of people reach out to me. I know it uh, gets rolled out differently. I believe for different parts of the country, um, different areas and what have you. Um, it's not on my app this morning, but, um, we did a, uh, we, we started doing video teachings on you version as well. And, um, we did it on Hebrews chapter six. And uh, in the um, library of videos there, I'm not sure if it reaches you. I know it reached a lot of people because we've received probably collectively about 40 messages one way or the other this morning uh, through different social media platforms um, with people saying that they enjoyed that and were blessed by it. Thank you. And uh, check that out. There's more to come on version as well. And um, let's talk about now faith. Um, look up the definition. I looked it up before I came, but I didn't, it was after I already sent you the notes, Mike, but look up the definition of the word now, because I, I, uh, the first, um, the first line of this definition that comes up. So Elisa said I was in the story today. Okay. Um, perfect. And I didn't know, you know what, that's where it's located. And I will talk about that after. Thank you, Elisa. I was looking at the archives of the videos, but it was in the story. Boom. Thank you. I'm going to check that out. Now I understand how they do it. Okay, so you would think I'm writing for them and contributing. I would know how they do it. I don't. So <laughs> we know how to submit it. So now, but listen to this definition and now and tell me if this applies to you, okay? At the present time or moment. I, listen, I just gotta, I gotta say this. I, I want, this is going to be a Holy Spirit run podcast this morning. Hopefully it always is, but this is specifically going to be, we have tons of notes here, but I haven't even looked down yet. And I really want to emphasize the word now because there's people that are watching and listening to this no matter what. And here's the crazy thing. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple or Google, you may listen to this even on Facebook or LinkedIn. You may listen to this on Wednesday. <clears throat> you may listen to this at the end of the week. It may be next year. It, who knows what day it is? But I believe this, the now faith that God talks about and that we're going to talk about today transcends time. Because here's the craziest thing about the Bible. The Word of God, the scriptures that we're going to use today, the stories that we're going to apply today, the Word of God that we're going to frame today. Guess what? My grandparents who passed away, you know, years ago that were ministers of the gospel read this same passage and needed the same right now faith from God right now 
as we need today in 2021. And it was just as real, just as alive, just as relevant. And that's how crazy the now faith is. So I want you to get it at the present time or moment. That's the kind of faith that we need. That's the kind, that's the kind of God we serve. So I believe this, it takes faith to hold our peace. Not to have peace. Peace, remember we talked on Friday, you just surrender. I'm going to go for a minute, guys, and just kind of get a little bit of this going because I just have some things in my heart this morning. But it t- listen, so we talked about Friday that you don't have to fight for peace. You have to surrender to peace. So peace is something that you surrender to. God's already provided it. You couldn't do it if you tried. All you can do is surrender to it. It's supernatural because to have peace in the middle of the storm doesn't make common sense. It doesn't make sense. People panic in storms. People, people, people are, 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 you know, are, uh, scared. They have fear in storms. There's uncertainty in storms. So to have peace, is not something you fight for. It's something you surrender to. We talked about that. So it takes faith and we're talking about now faith to hold your peace. So to get it, it takes surrendering, but to hold it, it takes faith. Hebrews 11, one states this now faith. Somebody say now faith, not now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So the Amplified Version, I love the Amplified Version in the Bible, expounds upon faith this way. Now faith is the assurance or the confirmation. Listen to this. If you're in real estate or if you own a home or if this just turns you on like it does me, the title, the deed. Okay, now faith is the assurance or the confirmation or title. So God's given you a title a guarantee, a written guarantee. Come on, man. He's getting you a written guarantee of his assurance. That's powerful. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, or it's the assurance, the confirmation, the title, the deed. You have a title. You own it. It's in your name. It's now faith, and it's in your name. Of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So you can't taste it. You can't smell it. You can't even see it with your natural eyes. You can't touch it with your hands tangibly. Come on. You can't smell it. You can't hear it. Listen, sometimes... So you can't hear what you're believing for. So sometimes you have to listen for the still small voice. You can't see it. So you got to walk by faith, not by sight. So you can see it with your spiritual eyes. You can't touch it, but you have to call those things that are not as though they are or were. So peace requires faith. Because if not, you'll surrender to it, but it'll slip through the cracks. So when you choose to have peace in God, and that's crazy right there, when you choose to have, because it's already there. It's like it's like going to a buffet. Since we're talking about food this morning, we're talking about French fries, let's just talk about buffet. Let's just talk about like a lot of food, all you can eat, and it's all bad for you, right? <laughs> and then when you're done at Fred's, Fred's Market eating you know, all of the fried food, you walk over to the dessert bar and they have banana pudding and oh. chocolate cake. And, you know, they have, uh, you know, like red velvet cake and all of these things, right? So it's like going to the, the buffet bar and looking down and the food's already prepared. It's already there. It's not like I want some red velvet cake. 
So I'm going to go to the store and I'm going to buy a, a mix. I'm going to buy some icing. I'm going to buy eggs and flour and what have you. And I'm going to make it. Then I'm going to put it in the oven and bake it. Then I'm going to take it out. I'm going to let it cool. Then I'm going to ice it. And then I'm going to slice it. And then I'm going to eat it. Right? It's not like that. It's, it's with, with faith, it's already prepared. So peace requires faith. So when you choose to have peace in God, so when you choose to have peace in God, when we talked about peace versus peace the other day, when you choose to have a peace, when you choose peace by having a peace, I mean, you choose to have a piece of peace because it's already prepared for you. Does that make sense? It's already there. It's on the buffet. Someone else, God already prepared it for you. He already gave it to you. He's already laid it out for you. All you have to do is choose to have a peace. So when you choose to have peace in God, you're declaring that God has a situation handled. That's what you're doing. You're declaring that God has it, not you, that God has a situation handled. When you're choosing to hold your peace, hold your peace, even in chaotic times, right? You're placing your faith in God. Now faith. You're placing your hope, your confidence, your assurance, your trust, your reliance in God. When you choose to hold your peace, you're depending upon God to fight your battle and to appropriately lead your heart. Peace is the man. Listen, this is something you could type in, Sam. Peace is the manifestation of a submitted heart. I got to say that again because you got to get that. Peace is what manifests from a submitted heart. When you, when you just let God, when you just let go, when you just have faith. That's the thing about faith. Like we treat it sometimes like I got to get my faith built up. It's like, no, you just got to have faith. And it grows. And the faith the size of a mustard seed can move a mountain. So even small faith, if you just have it, if you just have it, if you'll just have it, you get it? If you'll just choose it, small faith, the size of a mustard seed moves mountains. So as your faith grows, what, what can't you do in God, right? So when you choose to hold your peace, you depend upon God to fight your battles, to lead your heart. Peace is the manifestation of a submitted heart. So submit your heart and let God give you his peace. Amen? Amen. Matthew 21, 22, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Say it again. Matthew 21, 22. Turn my mic up a little bit. No, no, you're good. I just say it again. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. If you're praying for peace, which is what we're talking about, you will receive it if you have faith. Read that one more time. And whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. Let me ask you a question. When do you pray? There's no, before you answer that, whenever, whenever you do. So like right now, Dumasani could have prayed this morning. Elisa could have prayed last night. Alasha, if I said that correctly, could have prayed in the middle of the night. Eddie, Eddie could have prayed last week. In other words, when do you when do you pray? Whenever, I mean, who knows? Always, anytime, multiple times. 
So read that scripture one more time. And whatever you ask in prayer, okay. you will receive. So hold on one second. In prayer. So whatever you ask in prayer. Meaning, let me just say this. I'm not thinking about what I asked a year ago in prayer that's already happened, that I've already walked in, that I've already experienced. That's a testimony. That's a reminder of God's goodness and faithfulness and that it's necessary. But that's, that's yesterday. Listen, hear me on this. Whatever you ask in prayer. So that's now faith, right? Because whatever you prayed for today, let's just say whatever you prayed for most recently has to do with your life right now. How many people go, well, Jesus, when I was a baby, Lord, I pray that you go back and bless me during that time when I was a baby. <laughs> I'm 48 now, God, but God, help me not to have diaper rash, you know, back when I was six months old, Lord. God, at that time I cried and kept my parents awake. God, I just want to, you don't do that, right? You don't pray about things yet from yesterday. You don't, you know, so prayer is a now thing. So Mike, read that again. And I'm going to stop you one more time. But when you say whatever you read that. And whatever you ask in prayer. In prayer. Okay. What does it say? You will receive. Uh-huh. You will you receive faith. if you have faith. What kind of faith? Now faith. So whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. And what does that mean? The enemy's whispering in your ear while you're praying. Yeah, but did you see what you did yesterday? Did you see how you talked about that person yesterday? Did you see the kind of mom you were yesterday? What about the kind of wife, husband you were yesterday? You see that, you, but yeah, but you didn't work that hard last week or you didn't make that decision then. He's whispering those things in your ear that try to disqualify you because you think you have to build up your faith. You just have to have faith. So like if you went to Fred's Market or to whatever buffet is in your local town right now and you walked in, it's already prepared. You have a plate sitting there, utensils on your table. You just got to pick up the plate, pick up the spoon and put it in your plate and it's there. You just have to have it. You don't have to prepare it. You don't have to wish for it. You don't have to, you don't have to, to manifest it. It's there. So whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. I like Dumasani's comment where he says, it's funny how it's so easy for us to put our trust in a pilot or bus driver than it is to have faith in God in some situations. Let's have more faith in God. Mm. I'll tell you what, I'm not getting on a plane until I've prayed. <laughs> and that's a fact. <laughs> Turbulence will convert anyone into a Christian. I'll tell you that much right there, boy. I saw God. I saw God on that flight. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. It's not even something as big as a plane or a bus. No, that's not no, you walked that. in this room this morning. I, you would be surprised. We have electronic, uh, not all the lights, but most of the lights in different rooms are triggered. So you walk in the room, they pop on yep. in these offices and all of our offices. They're like a sensor. You would be surprised and stop and go back and forth and try to use your body as a sensor. Maybe I didn't hit it right. If the, if the light didn't come on, you have more faith in this light coming on and that sensor working sometimes than you do in God. Mm. Think about that. You would be surprised if you flipped the switch at home and the light didn't come on. You go, what's going on? W reality? I mean, if you really think about it, who's the guy that invented the light bulb? Thomas Edison. Thomas Edison. Yeah. You got to really think about it. Thomas Edison, I mean, when he first invented the light bulb, people weren't surprised that it, that it didn't come on. They were surprised it came on. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, what? <laughs> come on, Tommy. You know, think about that for a second. Now we'd be surprised if it didn't come on. But yet God... God couldn't possibly do this. We don't say that. We would never say that. But we think it. Or 
We just don't believe to even go there. We're not even, we're not even bringing God into the conversation sometimes until our back's so far against the wall that we have no other choice anyway. And you know, somebody would say that, you know, when you have no other choice, and it's just such a great altar call. It's such a great place of, of ministry because there's so many people, me included, many times in my life that have waited to my backs against the wall to call on God. And God is a specialist in the two-minute drill. Let me just tell you, he is a, he, his grace will come through at the end. If somebody is on their deathbed and you know who they are today and you go to the hospital and you pray with them, he will save them and wash away a life of absolute horribleness. I mean, the most evil, black-hearted person can get washed clean minutes before they die, and that's the grace of God. Yes, that happens, and God is especially specialist in bringing your back off against the wall, 100%. But if he's done that for me over and over again in my life, at what point do I not put my back against the wall? At what point... At what point do I choose to believe that when I walk into the room, the light of God's going to come on? At what point do I just choose to believe that he's going to come through? At what point do I move beyond him having to prove himself to me every time and just believe? I mean, I'm preaching to myself. Hey, I'm shouting myself down. (laughs) And if this were a hanky, I'm throwing it at myself. (laughs) Matter of fact, there's two more from Starbucks of past. <laughs> Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Sister Ye Ye be in the front row right now waving at me. <laughs> brother Hikamokai be like, yay, brother. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, right? This is preaching. I'm not going to lie. If we ever reference brother in this podcast again, it has to be brother Hikamokai from now on. <laughs> I'm just saying. I grew up with brother Hikamokai, man. I love him. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> It was funny because uh, when you were talking a few minutes back, you were talking about um, when you walk by faith. I was thinking about um, I wake up every morning at 530 and typically I don't turn lights on because um, it's too early. <laughs> well, the so the 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 gap at the bottom of all of our doors in our house is a little bit larger than most houses. Um, so if I turn certain lights on, it can actually wake my daughter up because enough light will flood in underneath. So I've gotten used to the fact that I now pretty much walk through my entire house until mm. I get downstairs in the dark. And I think about like how, how many people actually walk through their house at night or in the mornings when it's super dark out and you just know where it is. So when you have that faith, when you've already been walking by faith, you're not sitting there feeling your way through a whole new area. You right. know which way you're going. Right. You just have trust that you know where exactly where it is. You're not going to run into the corner. You're not going to accidentally miss a step. Like you've already done it enough times because that faith is there and you just have the faith that that next step is going to be perfectly fine. Listen, I'll, I'll say right here that I've had to grow that faith over the last couple months because <laughs> like I've almost, that, like that I've woken up, you know, I fall asleep on the, on the couch and then two in the morning, I'm like, I'm gonna go to the bed. And then I realize I got to walk by a set of stairs to get to the bedroom and yeah, you got to watch them feet. <laughs> Them, uh, th- them eyes opens. But when you yes, have you faith do. like that, when you, when you've already, when you've already walked through the dark enough times. And I'm not saying that everybody's walk is always going to be dark. You're not always going to be walking through a dark hallway or a dark area. But I'm saying when you've already walked through the dark and you've already learned the path, like which way you're walking, you don't have to sit there and worry about what's in front of you. You just keep going. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This is, this is all good stuff. This is all good stuff, guys. And, you know, I, I, um, I think that the, the, the biggest thing that we could get out of this is that, 
if we can, that God wants us to get out of this is that he's never failed us. And I just, I think that there's so much, you know, that we, so many times that we take the ball back out of his hands. It's mm-hmm. like having Michael Jordan. It's not even a comparison, obviously, but it's, it's like having, it's like having like, it's, it's God, you know, but I mean, it's like, it's like the equivalent of basketball of like having Michael Jordan on your team, you know, like your peewee team. And he's like a full grown Michael Jordan, not even NBA. Like he's NBA, Michael Jordan. And you're like, you know, you're like the office, the office crew, you know, you're in taking the ball. Hey, hey man, stop being a ball hog, Mike, pass me the ball. Let me shoot. It's like, no, you got Michael Jordan on your team. We take the ball out of God's hands. Always. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've taken the ball out of God's hands. And the thing is, is that I may not even realize I'm doing it sometimes. But I'm like, I'm, I got to be in control. Dave's got to be in control. And the, re, and the reality is, you know, I don't, have, I don't have the answer for now in myself. I don't have the now answer. I don't have the, I don't, listen, I didn't have the, the, the answer last year when stuff happened. I didn't have the answer, you know, for how to, you know, the things that are going on in this world right now. Like I'm talking within me. I don't have that answer. I don't have the solutions to the issues and challenges that I face, but he does. And it's, and it's right on. To, this is what's crazy when you, when you hear this scripture, this is another scripture that sometimes I think I at least have taken for granted just because I've heard it my entire life. And you just, it's just a, it's just a, you know, it's like, it's an amen passage. You know, we even taken the scripture and turned it into a phrase where we don't quote the whole scripture. We're just say, God's the same yesterday. He's the same today and he'll be the same tomorrow. And people will be like, amen, right there, you know, amen. Yes, yes. And it's okay. That's, there's nothing wrong with that. That's not the part. My point is, is when we just, do we stop and think about what that means? He was the God of yesterday. He's the same yesterday, which is, which is what he's done for us. And he, and he, and he'll be the same tomorrow so we can have hope for tomorrow. But that's why we don't all jump off the top of a building because there's hope for tomorrow. That hope is, we believe that hope. We, 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 we got saved because of that, even though we can't see it. But here's the thing you're missing. He's the God of right now. He's the same today, which means it's, it's for right now. It's for right now, this very moment, what I need right now. And what I need right now is not the same as what I needed yesterday in my eyes or what I'm going to need tomorrow, but it's the same God. He's, he's saying I'm the same yesterday, tomorrow. And I'm right there today. Like he, he goes back, you go back and you're Bill and Ted, you go back in time. God's there. You're Bill and Ted, you go forward into the future. God's there. And you come back into the present. God's there. That's what I'm talking about. Bring up a story about faith. Um, something I've talked about before. So if anybody's heard it, been around the podcast a little bit, you've heard this story, but I'll kind of recap it quickly. Um, years ago, I was called for a live audition at Elevation Church, uh, which is in North Carolina, by the way. I live in Florida. I worked for Dave at the time, and I remember I got called, and I remember, like, I felt like I just won American Idol when I found out I got called. By the way, I was running through my church, like, screaming, and all my friends, anyway. Um, it's exciting. It was a 10-hour drive. 
me think. It's four out of Florida, four it through It might Georgia. made it in seven. It was, no, <laughs> it was, it was it's, it's a 10-hour drive. drive and I, seven hours. And the coolest there. part was my dad was going with me. So we drove up. We drove up the night before we got there. We had time to hang out. We got there and the news hits that there's a huge snowstorm rolling through. And overnight it had dropped like more snow than it had in like 20 or 30 years in North Carolina. So I get an email the next morning at like 10 o'clock. Hey, we have to cancel all the auditions. There's, it's too unsafe for anybody to be traveling right now and we can't get to certain places. Mm. I just drove 10 hours. This was the year I was getting married. I just took three days off work of like my five days that I had allocated to go up for this audition and I could, and I basically got canceled at the last minute and I had to drive back. And I remember just sitting there when I saw the email and I was texting with um, one of the drummers for the church at the time. Like he was, he was doing his best to try to figure out a way for me to still be able to do it. So I didn't have to come back up because they were pushing it back for a week. And I just kind of sat there like in my hotel room and my, my dad was sitting there reading a book and I was just kind of like, what the heck, man? Like, was this really just, is this like, God, are you really telling me like, this is just not, not, not my, not where I'm supposed to be. So a week later, you know, the time rolls around again and I'm sitting there and I spent the next week trying to figure it out. We drove up overnight, stayed at the hotel, slept for like six hours, woke up, literally went to the audition and drove back that same night. And a few weeks later, I got the call basically saying, hey, if you move up here, you're in. And it was God's way of telling me, I ultimately, obviously I didn't move up there. I still live in Florida, but that was a time in my life where faith really took over. Cause I'm like, is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? And God finally told me after I got the call and I talked with the drummer and we were trying to work things out. He said, listen, for the longest time, you've always wondered if you were ever good enough to be here. You are now stop questioning yourself and do what you need me do what I want you to do. That's now faith. It was. I was a snowstorm faith, coming back a week later faith. By the way, I was tr- in true faith. Florida fashion. I was standing outside the hotel in basketball shorts and a tank top, and everybody's looking at me like I'm crazy. I'm like, listen, I live in Florida. We don't get snow, so I'm enjoying this. I'm cold as heck, but I love it. Uh, now faith. What do you guys think? Now faith, man. Now faith is, is, now faith is, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title, the deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact, what is not revealed to the senses. Amen. That's the amplified version of Hebrews 11, one, which says now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Amen. Amen. Hey, join us tomorrow because we're going to have, we're going to talk about God's got you. We're going to talk about relax. Don't do it. Relax. God's got you. Song of the day today, (laughs) appropriately named, give me faith from elevation worship. One moment you started talking this morning, I'm like, yeah, I feel like that's the song to go with today. Classic. What's funny is I literally looked at the video. I'm like, that song's nearly 10 years old now. <laughs> wow. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. And on that note, we out. Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villa's Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.